God bless you and welcome to Walk in Truth Christian Fellowship Church broadcast. We appreciate and welcome all of you, our listeners around the world. Stay tuned to hear an exciting word from the Lord. for this opportunity to stand before you all. I don't take uh, this lightly. I am excited about what the Lord is doing, not just here, but in the body of Christ. Yeah. And I'm hoping to be uh, a vessel willing to be used, a soldier in the army. Yeah. So I thank God. Uh, I want to first give honor to your pastor, Dr. Sutton. Thank you again for allowing me to mount your podium. Uh, here, come on, somebody. Some, yeah. some people are, you'd be shocked, put it that way. Um, especially being a, a woman in ministry, uh, you have a lot of uh, churches that invite me, but then they'll tell me I have to stand down here. When I come through the door, they want to see my credentials. I keep my little minister's license in my wallet. But they'll ask me for your credentials, and are you sure, and who are you ordained under? But to come here and feel welcome and embraced, I am Praise grateful. God. I'm appreciative. So that's a blessing. I'm not going to hold you long. Uh, I am going to say a, a small word of prayer. I do want to give honor to my pastor in his absence, Dr. Levi R. King Amen. Sr. I appreciate him for letting me uh, miss church today and come and fellowship with you all. He don't like it, but when I told him where I was going, he go, oh, that's my friend. So. <laughs> you go ahead and go tell him I said hello. <laughs> <laughs> He's written down all the names of Heather's children. Tell all her children. I had everybody's name written down but Ava. Is it Ava? But Ava, but I remember her name. So tell them all hello. So I'm bringing you greetings from the Gateway Area Bible Fellowship Apostolic Church. Um, and on that note, we've gotten all the preliminaries out of the way. Y'all have these braces with these rubber bands. So pray for me. I hope you all can understand what I'm saying. But on the dinosaur, I can't take the rubber bands off. Can't take them off. So we're going to try to make it through with this. Uh, as uh, Sister Heather uh, probably, she knows, but have not told y'all. You all, I like to get comfortable. Amen. Uh, when I bring the word, I feel like God is a God of joy and laughter and humor. So I'll probably be up here cracking jokes. It's going to be like a stand-up comedy. Oh, well, we're going to make it through. Amen. 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 Don't y'all laugh with me. When y'all stop laughing, I'm going to stop telling jokes. I'm going to stop telling jokes. So, God, we thank you and we praise you, Lord. We thank you for being God and God alone. We thank you, God, not just for being the God of us, but you have been God to us. And for that, we give your name the praise. We thank you for the multitude of your tender mercy. We thank you that your grace is sufficient for everything. It's suitable for everything we need. Now, Lord, as I give this word, I deliver your word, oh God, I ask you to decrease me 
and for you to increase in me. Speak through these lips of clay so that someone in here will receive their aha moment, so that someone in here will be edified, uplifted, and blessed. And we thank you for all things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, so let's get in, y'all. Let's get in. Y'all ready? Y'all ready? Y'all ready? Will this whole... Okay, yes, it will. So uh, what God gave me, I, I prayed about it. I spoke with uh, Heather again, maybe a couple weeks ago when she asked. And so I began to pray and ask the Lord uh, what, you know, as, the, as any good preacher would, would ask, what do you want me to say? And, and, and what do they need? Because when I'm invited somewhere, uh, it's not about my needs. It's about the needs of the house. Amen. And so he, uh, he brought this message to me. And he told me to tell you that he has a strategic plan for your life. God has a strategic plan for your life. And the reason we use the phrase strategic plan is because it's just not a plan that's out there. I was, okay, you have this goal. You want to do this. But we understand in business when you have a strategic plan, there is a strategy involved. We understand that not only is the product... Uh, conceptualize, but upon implementation, they further monitor it so that they can make adjustments to the plan in case if the in case the product is not being implemented as it's supposed to be. So he has a strategic plan. So we're going to start in Genesis 37 because you know we have to prove all things by the word of God. I would love to stand here and give you my opinion about everything, but you know you might not want to hear it because I have some crazy stuff going on in my head sometimes. You don't want to hear my opinion. But we want to hear what the Word says. So we're in Genesis 37, and who we're talking about is uh, Joseph. And Joseph, as we know, was one of the 12 sons of Jacob or Israel. And when we talk about Israel... We hear the phrase, the 12 tribes of Israel, and I'm sure you all are well taught here, but just in case, we're just going to do a little background, just to get everybody on the same page. Let's mix this pot up so that when we eat it, it's delicious. So we find out that uh, we hear the phrase, the 12 tribes of Israel. We understand that those are the 12 sons of Jacob, or who was later named Israel. And when we, uh, when we see the 12 tribes, we do understand that all 12 tribes does not exemplify his 12 <coughs> sons. Because we have two tribes that are grandsons and nephews, you know, that Ephraim and, and, and them who weren't uh, Joseph or, um, or it's another one that, that wasn't in there. I'm sorry, I don't want to add it because I don't want to make that my point. I want to, I want to watch the time that we have a lot to cover. So, look, oh, honey, you haven't seen my nose. We might have to <laughs> You tell me that in 30 minutes and then we're going to talk. So we are finding that one of the sons of uh, Jacob was Joseph. And Joseph, uh, was he had a brother, Benjamin, and these were the two sons of Rachel, who we know uh, Jacob loved. Mm -hmm. Now we understand that Jacob was the trickster, so in, in, in like fashion, he was also tricked uh, when he thought he was just going to marry Rachel, but they gave him Leah instead. So Leah had all these babies, and Leah was having these babies thinking that she was going to make this man love her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
but it just didn't work because he loved Rachel. So then when we look at, at the sons that he had with <coughs> Rachel, we find out that Jacob loved these two little boys. And he loved in particular Joseph. Well, him loving Joseph made Joseph's brothers angry for several reasons. We, we hear about Joseph with the coat of many colors. And we have to understand that the coat wasn't just beautiful, but uh, uh, it was to signify that he was the heir of Jacob or the heir of Israel. So imagine it being 10 brothers and you had number 11 and you 10 brothers are like, what are we talking about? We've been here this whole time. We are the oldest. And yet you found favor. Oh, come on, somebody. I have, do I have my help in the building? You found favor with Joseph. And you did so and you showed us this in a very apparent way by giving him this tunic or this coat of many colors. Now, the tunic uh, back then were usually short sleeve that would indicate that it was just a coat. Right. But Joseph was long sleeved and it was adorned with, with various things to show that, listen, this just wasn't a coat. But this was to show that you're, you're my heir. Amen. And that you're going to be the one I feel in line for the kingdom. So this made his brothers really angry. So we get to verse uh, 1 of chapter 37. It said, Now Jacob dwelt in the land where his father was a stranger, in the land of Canaan. This is the history of Jacob. Joseph being 17 years old. And I'm reading out of the, and I typically don't, but I got this wonderful new Bible that I'm obsessed with. And it's the New King James Version, so if you can follow along with me, it may not be the same reading uh, as you have. Joseph being 17 years old was feeding the flock with his brothers. And the lad was with the sons of Belah and the sons of Zilpah, his father's wives. And Joseph brought a bad report of them to his father. Now Israel loved Joseph more than all his children because he was the son of his old age. Also, he made him a tunic of many colors, but when his brothers saw that their father loved him more than all his brothers, they hated him and could not speak peaceably to him. Can somebody say favor ain't fair? Sometimes people just don't like us because favor ain't fair. It's, it's really not. When the Lord chooses to favor you, it doesn't matter where you come from, what line of your mother's children you are. When favor follows you, favor just follows you. So the people on your job don't understand why you keep getting promoted and why the boss keep wanting you to do this, that, and the third. The people in your ministry, they don't quite understand why she always gets to sing, why they always get to dance, why they always get to preach. Sometimes people won't understand the favor of the Lord on your life, but it is for his strategic plan for right. your life. Yeah. And he has what? Jeremiah tells us that he knows the thoughts towards us. Thoughts of good and not evil to bring us, the King James Version said, to an expected end, but I like how the Amplified says, to give you hope in your final outcome. So he has this plan because he is, what we'll find out later in the scripture, preserving you. Have you ever eaten preserves? It's different than jelly. Oh, come on, somebody. Preserves is different than jelly. Jelly, it doesn't have the real fruit. It is artificially flavored to make you think that it's the real grape. But I found out a preserve is the grape. Yeah. And they have to put it in stuff so that they can save it, so that they can use it. Not today, but I want to eat some jelly or something. I'm sorry, some grapes on my bread, a preserve. I want to eat that in a month. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I want a baby to go to the refrigerator and it's still delicious. So we might think that our plan or the Lord's plan for us is for today, but He is preserved. He's saving us. Yeah. As they say, for such a time as this. Yeah. For a time where we can be utilized. But we're going to find that out later. I, I, I'm moving ahead of myself, y'all, because this is too good. I, I love this. I love the feeling in this audience. I, I, I feel the need to teach. No wonder you like it up here. Yeah. I, I, I feel it necessary to yeah. teach. Amen. So they're so mad at him. Because of the favor that he had, they hated him. They hated him so much they just couldn't speak to him right. You ever had somebody like that? You don't hate them. Like, <laughs> and person like your child, and he was like, you're right, call. Hey, boo. <laughs> but they couldn't stand, they couldn't even speak peaceably. At least we could be fake, huh? They were like, we don't have time to be fake. We don't like you. We don't like you. We have no real reason. We just don't like you because you're locked. And sometimes that's life. But we have something. Now Joseph had a dream. This is verse, we're in verse 5. And he told it to his brothers. And they hated him even more. Like, <laughs> how do you hate me more if you hate me already? Right. <laughs> and they hated him even more. Then he had become detestable to them. And they hated him because he said, please hear this dream, which I have dreamed. There, this, I'm sorry, there were biting sheaves in the field. Then behold, my sheaf arose. And also stood upright. And indeed your sheep stood all around and bowed down to my sheep. And his brother said to him, shall you indeed reign over us? Or shall you indeed have dominion over us? So they hated him even more for his dreams and for his words. The first thing we find out here in this verse is, number one, we see where Joseph's natural gift comes into play. We have all been given something. The Bible says that our gift come without uh, repentance. And our gifts will put us before great men. The gifts that we have will make room for us. However, sometimes we struggle with finding, well, what's my gift? What am I supposed to do in ministry, whether it's in ministry, in life, or whatever? So we find Joseph at this point, as a young person, he's already given uh, the gift of being able to interpret dreams. Yeah. Now, at this point, this interpretation of dreams or this gift to interpret dreams is not coming in handy for him. <laughs> it's not happening right. Listen, that I can't even interpret dreams at this point. <laughs> because at this point, the dream he's interpreting is not for right now. God will give you a gift or a purpose and sometimes we are discouraged if it don't pop tomorrow. <clears throat> we can't look for it. Just because God gives us that vision, just because he, uh, he lets us know that, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm birthing something in you. Some of us are seers. In other words, some of us uh, have the gift of uh, <coughs> knowledge. They can, what they call prophesy. So then you feel like, oh, okay. I feel like I'm designing something. I see something. Now you want to walk out to everybody on the street and start outside. That may not be what he called you to do right now. There are some who feel like I've been called to pastor. Okay, you may have. That don't mean you start your church tomorrow. Amen. It just may not be time. It does not mean that it's not going to happen. It doesn't mean that, it, it, that you weren't called to do it. It doesn't mean that this gift isn't in you. And sometimes it burns within us. One thing I found out in my later life is I love the theater. Some of the actors, y'all. Come on, somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't I look like an actress? Yeah. Don't I act like an actress? 
because I'm so over the top. But I didn't know. All I knew was that I was extra. <laughs> I knew I didn't mind talking to other people. I knew I, I could, I, you know, I'm not a, a Beyonce, but I know I got a little background vocals going on. <laughs> so I can, I can sing a little bit. I can, I can project my voice. My voice is really loud, as you can hear. I just stepped away from the mic because it's not necessary. My voice is loud, so I felt like I had all this in me, but I didn't know what to do with it. Then I think I was just going to wake up one day and say, who am I going to be an actress? I'm going to Hollywood. It's happening. No. I decided that, okay, I think I want to get into acting. Let's find a theater troupe. Let's start there. Let's find someone that can help me and teach me and could cultivate my gift because I understand I have the gift. But I'm not ready for implementation. Come That's on, the point we're trying to get to. God wants to roll us out. Yeah. Okay. okay, come on. But a lot of times we're so busy, caught up in here, we're not ready to be rolled out. So this is what was happening with Joseph. Joseph knew what the goal was, but he was not ready to be implemented. He was not ready for implement implementation. So then why would the Lord say he was going to be a leader if he didn't make him born a leader? Well, he was born a leader. He was born a leader. But it was not his time to lead. I found out that when the children of Israel left Egypt, he lined them in military order, and he began to train them, and they went through the wilderness. Why? Because we understand that Canaan was the promise, but you can't enter in as a slave. You can't enter into your promise with the slave mentality. They could not enter and effectually work through this and enjoy the land if they still had this broken down mentality. Come on, all right. So now he was getting him to the point where he said, I suffered you to hunger so I could feed you, so I could know what was in your heart, so I would know if you would keep my commandments or not. And sometimes we're wondering, well, why the struggle? He said, I'm suffering you to hunger so I can feed you. He said, this isn't about anything else. This is about me. This is about my plan for you, not just about your plan. Oh, yeah, we can. We can come up with our own plan. That kid, that kid's so cute. Your own little plan, your cute little bitty plan, pinch your little bitty plan cheeks. But if that's not God's plan for you, it's just some things you want to do. But he works in us both to what? Will and to do. So then he gives you the desire first. And then the ability to do. So let's finish looking at, at Joseph. I don't want to. I don't want my time to run out before we get to the point. I don't want to get to the point. Listen, Pastor, watch this clock, though. Watch it. He said we do, but it's 8.51, and I'm hungry. So we don't. Now, I used to be in there quite thick early on a Sunday, so now I stomach growling. So we're going to be out in about five minutes. I'm just going to I don't want to pump y'all up. Then you mad at me when I go over. So they're mad at him. He already saw the vision. He saw that eventually. So he's shown this in 17. He's shown this in 17. That he's going to rule over his brothers. And his brothers, not only did his brothers not like the idea of this, but his daddy didn't either. His mother didn't either. They were trying to figure out, what are you doing saying that you're going to be our boss? And you're a child. You're 17. I understand that you have this vision. I understand that you're a dreamer. But right now, we don't want to hear your dreams. We don't care about your dreams. So then Joseph's brothers, they conspired. First to kill him. They wanted him gone. They like, forget it. 
Let's kill him. But instead of killing him, the other brother was like, no, no, no. Let's not be too hasty. <laughs> Let's not be crazy. That's crazy talk. Then we have to figure out other things. He said, let's just sell him. So throw him in the dungeon. Well, he didn't say sell him. Just don't kill him. Just throw him in his thing. Throw him in the little, in the little well. Throw him in the hole. Throw him. Let's leave him for dead. But we're not going to kill him. So, of course, somebody found him. And we find out that Joseph is sold into slavery. Wow. Wait a minute. Sold into slavery? Lord, you told me I was going to rule. What am I doing? A slave, if you told me at 17, I was going to rule over my brother <coughs> and my daddy. So a lot of times the Lord would give us a promise. But then when it goes left, we looking at him like, uh-uh. Nah, this could have been you. Because if it was you, don't we say that? If it was you, Lord, I would be going through this trouble with it. Right, the blessings right. of the Lord make rich and add no sorrow with it. So why am I feeling sorrowful? Come on. Well, to him, I'm sure he felt sorrowful because he felt like, well, now I'm a slave. First, left for dead. Now I'm a slave. I don't know how I'm going to see this vision through of me being this person when I, all I can see is the problem. But, oh, come on. Sometimes all we can see is the problem. They say you can't see the forest for the trees. Sometimes all we can see is the adversity before us. <laughs> so we would assume that this is not God. But Romans tells us that all things work together for good. I think last time y'all heard me speak, I talked about the, the thing, the, the, the pot of chili. You know, something you, when you go to put the onions in, who want to eat just onions in? Who want to eat just tomato paste in? Who wants to eat just peppers and who wants just a little sprinkle of chili powder if you eat it all separately? But if you put it all in a pot and mix it together, we find out, honey, that makes a good pot of chili. And I'll put a turkey in my chili now because I'm off the beef stank. I'll put a turkey in it. And my little turkey chili has become famous. <laughs> Might I add, but all those ingredients separately may not be delicious. To just eat an onion, that may be harsh. But it's all coming together in this pot. And so this is what's happening with Joseph. It doesn't feel good to be a slave. It doesn't feel good that once you told me that once we got saved, we thought that salvation was it. Okay, we get saved. All the problems are gone. They magically disappeared. Taste the rainbow. We're all eating Skittles and jumping down, running down the street, holding hands and skipping. We think that adversity is not supposed to visit our door. And if it does, then it's, it, it can't be of God. But I found out that in his perfect plan, he has to pull all things together. The good, the bad, the ugly. He has a plan for your life. I'm going to get through this. So, Joseph, we see he's in prison. The one thing I think is beautiful is how everything lined up. So he goes to prison. And then we're going to fast forward some. I'm going to be through a few more uh, 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 chapters. But we're going to fast forward some so we can uh, get through. And we find out that he runs into a baker. Well, it's the baker and the... Hold on. Look, I got this. Because I don't want to uh, 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 say it in the... A baker and a butler. A baker and a butler. So he runs into them, and they have these dreams. So the one thing I love about the Lord is he will orchestrate Amen. things. 
so that everything is together at the right time. Yeah. You know how they say that you're in the right place at the right time? That's a God thing. And he orchestrated it so that Joseph would be in prison and would be present at the time the butler and the baker had these dreams, right? So we find out that the baker's dream meant that he was going to basically die. And the butler's dream, dream meant he was going to be saved. So the butler, I mean, Joseph tells the butler, listen, I don't want anything else from you. Just don't forget about me. So at this point, it looks like things are looking up, huh? Like, okay, I didn't, I didn't interpret these two dreams. He's going to get out. He's going to remember me. And then, ta-da-da-da, life is going to be good. But the Lord didn't feel he was ready for implementation. How do I know this? Why? Because the butler went two years and forgot about Joseph. Sometimes our gift will put us in a position where we think we're right there. Okay, here we go. Let's get ready to pop. Here we are. This person wanna invest in me. They're ready now. They are thinking that, listen, this is it. Have you, anybody ever been messing? Oh, just me, okay, just me, just me. Just me, I, I'm the only one who had that humongous client that was like, listen, because I work for Salvation Army, but I am the tax lady, okay? I didn't want to throw that out there to make sure I was trying to advertise. No, yeah. Plus, I ain't bring my cards today, so it's all bad, but I'm the tax lady. So to get a big client that says, listen, I have this chain of, of things. I have one big client, this chain of vending machines. And it's on both sides. I didn't know that you make so much money on vending machines. This client was making $30,000, $40,000 a month just on vending machines here in Missouri, Illinois. And he, looked, he was like, listen, after this, if you just take me on exclusively as just your client, you won't ever have to work anywhere else again. It's going to be that. And I just knew, like, Lord, this is what you were telling me. This is when I'm going to have my financial freedom. I'm going to win with this one client because you promised me that my business was going to flourish and yada, yada, yada. Well, yeah, I was doing good for a few months to client got off into gambling and all kind of stuff, honey. Lost his <laughs> lost his shirt, lost all his machine, lost his warehouse. And I'm sitting here looking like, wait a minute. Hold on, Lord. Now this was you. You got used to this lifestyle. Now what you gonna do? Had I given up, what if I had given up? A lot of times we do that because we thought that it was gonna pop this way. But he said he wasn't ready for him to be implemented. He still had some bugs in him. There were still a few glitches in the system that would keep him from rolling out correctly. And being able not only to roll out, but you wanna maintain. That's the point. You can't have a good product going on and then you just don't look up the maintenance, don't understand where if it goes wrong, how to fix it. He was looking, listen, there were glitches still in Joseph. Had to be. But he still had a plan. Why? Because he promised him at 17 that he was going to have rule over his brothers. And so when we look at this, when we get to uh, uh, chapter 40 and, and we talk about the dream, we find out that the butler held on to this for two years. That's a long time to be in prison. And now, let's just keep it all the way real. This probably wasn't even one of these lush federal prisons where he is popular and 
Got his own little room. Y'all see Orange is the New Black. And what happened when that lady went to prison, the Martha Stewart of Orange is the New Black went to prison. They had her in there with all that fancy food and at this nice table. No. I'm almost positive this is very dungeon-like. So imagine for two years, you feel like I'm finally there. I finally got to the place where God wants me. He is ready to roll out this plan in my life. And then, boom. What they say, ain't that what they say now? Then boom. Still in prison. Two years later. Still in the dungeon. It will make you think that the Lord has forgotten about you. It will put you under the assumption that what he said, it must not have been him. Oh, I've heard these words before. People have given me prophetic words before and told me that I was not going to have a one or a me for this, that, and the third. But they must have been lying. Because right now, I, I, I still have needs, right? Right now, I still have wants. So then we get to the point where we don't want to hear it. Don't tell me. Don't tell me what the Lord told you to tell me. I don't, I don't want to hear that. I just say that all the time. Honey, listen. I had my son at 19. And I just knew that I was supposed to be married at 19 and a half. I was like, Lord, you're going to have to marry. I, I'm not going to be raised. I'm fresh out the gate and had a baby. And now you want me to raise him by myself? No. I'm a husband. So everybody told me, honey, for years, oh, the Lord is going to send you a husband. And I'm watching everybody else get married around me. And I'm just looking around, 19, 20, 21. 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 128, I was like, forget it. I don't want one. Listen, and don't nobody come prophesying to me about no husband. So I remember my sister came to me, my older sister, seven of us. Well, six now, but I still say seven. My older sister passed away. But she's like that finger that's missing. She's still there. So it's seven of us. Come on, somebody. Seven of us. So my older sister, she came to me and she said, the Lord said that you're going to uh, that you're going to get married, and He's going to have the heart of a bishop. He's going to be blameless, and He's going to be this and that, and the husband of one wife, and He's going to you're going to be Proverbs 28, and your children will rise and call you. Because bring my children, and this time I'm only here my son, so don't let them to me. I'm 28 now. He is a man. We're done. <laughs> so <laughs> no, he was what nine, 28, nine, whatever. We ten years apart. He was eight. So, I mean, 20 years apart, 19 years apart, he was eight and nine. I was done. So when she told me that, I was like, thank you, but, you know, so many people told me that. I really don't care. I'm not looking for a husband. I don't care about getting married. I'm fine with me and, and my son. We're, we're good. But thank you. Thank you for your word. And walk away, honey, like, <laughs> and had what John had seen, thinking that the Lord had just, that wasn't his plan for me. Because I had been looking for all these years and running into all these jerks and I was done with it. I was over it. I didn't need anybody. I was over it. And then I met my husband, well, my now husband, and when I met him, I, t- I walked up to him and because I wasn't going to say anything and my brother-in-law told me, no, you have to you can't leave here and not say anything to him. So I walked up to him like, hey, my name is Melba. He looked at me. No, it's not. I'm like, okay, I'll make up Melba of all the names. I hated my name when I was little. Make up Melba. He's like, my name is Melvin. I'm like, really? Yeah, we've been together ever since. Been together 12 years. And he is wonderful. Amen. He has the heart of a bishop. 
He is blameless. He's the husband of one wife. He is my, him and my children. Come on, right and all you I'm a little wife and mother. However, but the thing is, what if I had given up? Just because of the way it looked. And I'm here to encourage somebody who has a dream and who has a vision and who has this goal, who the Lord has planted the seed in. And he didn't plant it in you yesterday. He didn't plant it in you a year ago. He planted it in, in, in you when you were young, in your youth. And just because it hasn't come into fruition, just because it hasn't come to pass, we feel like the Lord has forgotten about us. Right. But he's not ready to roll you out yet. He has a strategic plan for your life. So we find in chapter 41, and we, we get through this, we find in chapter 41 that the Pharaoh had this dream. And so one of the biggest problems with Pharaohs and uh, kings back then was famine. That was the biggest problem plaguing the earth at that time. And kings and Pharaohs were dethroned if they could not navigate through famine. But the problem was they hadn't quite gotten the pattern yet. They hadn't quite gotten to the point to where they could predict famine. So then all of a sudden, you think that life is good because you have plenty. And then <coughs> next thing you know, everything dries up and now you're dying. So this is what was going on. So Pharaoh was already one who really, really, really wanted his, his throne. He wanted to do the best thing he could do at this particular pharaoh for his kingdom. So he had this dream. And finally, two years later, the butler decides to remember Joseph. Won't it happen that way? Oh, you know what? It was this tax lady that got me out of this tax trouble about three years ago. <laughs> she looked quirky something. But listen, I think she can help you. So that there's this caterer. You know, she says she don't cater, but I went over her house and the food was so good. I bet she can help you with this event. There's this lady who's so organized in event planning, and she might not want to be an event planner, but I have a feeling she can do your event for you. I have this person. They want to write a book, and we're looking for a public. They have this book in them. You know what? When she read me her short story, I thought it was something to it. Maybe she could be your ghostwriter. See, we have so many things in us, and they like, don't know, oh, this girl, she's good at making sweatshirts for her kids to go to Disney World. I have a feeling she could do your family reunion t-shirt. It happened that simple. Yeah. It was that quick when the butler remembered Joseph. Oh, oh come on. That's all you need is one person yeah. to remember you. <laughs> After two years, the butler remembered Joseph. So what was also wonderful about this then you have to put yourself in Pharaoh's position and say, well, am I going to listen to a prisoner? Right. Am I going to let a prisoner <laughs> interpret my dream? <clears throat> Come on. He is a prisoner for Pete's sake, right? But we don't know who God will use. Amen. And sometimes we look at somebody's outer and, oh, no. they can't tell me anything. Right. I was... Son had a little graduation party, had a friend of mine riding with me. I said, I need to run to the grocery store because we missing out on some things. And I was just telling her that my best friend earlier had run, had an accident running into the Golden Corral, ran through the building. Her brakes went out. 
And she was like, oh, what happened? I said, it was so funny that last night my sister felt something. And before, she, before my best friend left the house, my sister was like, can I pray for you? And my sister's not even that tight. She's like, can I pray for you? And she started praying for her. And she was speaking in tongues and crying. And she's like, we didn't know what she was praying for her about. The next day she ran into the Golden Corral. They said, had she hit a beam, the whole building would have collapsed. She ran right in the middle. No one was hurt. No one was injured. People were shaking up because a car came through the restaurant while they were eating. But other than that, no major injury. So I'm saying the testimony to the girl that's riding to the store with me. So we get in the store, and I was like, oh, that's right. My sister wanted me to grab her a bottle of wine. A bottle of wine? Oh, she drinking wine. I would never let her pray for me. Well, don't. She prayed for me though, because the fucking effectual prayer of the righteous is better much. And I don't care who you want to call yourself righteous, but I found out that my righteousness is as a filthy rag. So my faith and my belief and my power of the Holy Ghost is not doing any goodness of my own. That's right. Come on, come on. It is because of his grace and his mercy that we're not consumed. I found out that his compassion fell not. They're new. Every, Every more, oh, even his faithfulness is faithful. Yeah. And so you're gonna look at me. I would, oh, why would you have her pray for me? She don't have to pray for you, sweetheart, but she can keep on praying for me. I'm not worried about her in this bottle of me. Come on, come on. So, this prisoner, because <laughs> they'll look at you. Oh, won't they? They'll look, oh, I smell cigarettes on her breath. I don't want her even coming. What's she even doing at church? And she's smelling like well, what are you doing at church? And you smelling like you smelling, looking like you looking. I found out that it was a prisoner that went to Pharaoh. And he could have been looking like he was looking. Because I'm sure before he ran into Pharaoh, they didn't shower him up real good. And put him, they didn't give him that coat of many colors, Bishop. They didn't give him that back so he could walk in looking royal. See, when she said I could come casual, well, why come in my three-piece suit? If I could come in some pants and we can talk about it. So we got to the point where, or we get to the point where we, we tend to judge others according to what's on the outside, according to our own abilities, according to our own synopsis, according to the windows of our own house. Not understanding. The call. This man was a dreamer from birth. So why not call in the expert? And it doesn't matter if he was just released from shackles. I'm sure quite musty. I'm sure quite filthy. I'm sure they the look zest wasn't keeping him fully clean at that point. So you have this prisoner that Pharaoh say, bring him. I got you. I don't care what it look like. I need somebody to interpret this dream. And they talked about the fat cows and the skinny cows. And he began to interpret for him, famine. We're going to have seven years of plenty and seven years of famine. If you store up when you have plenty. Yes, come on. Yes, come on. Oh, come on. Oh, see? Oh, oh, oh. So you did that? You got that, doctor. Yeah. Dr. Sutton said he got it. If you store up while there is when we start to understand that to everything there's a season. Come on. To everything there's a season. And a time and a place for everything under the sun. Can't expect a harvest if you haven't planted any seed. Come on. We don't like to do anything, huh? We don't like to do anything. They got these my closed hands. Be at church at 8 o'clock. No. 
But you can be at work at 6 30, making coffee, standing up for everybody. I didn't brought donuts this morning. I didn't know if y'all had a taste for anything. I decided to stop and get a fruit tray at 6 30 in the morning. But 8 o'clock is preposterous. Come on, come on. We don't want to give anything, but we want the harvest. Yeah. We want the harvest. We want to go through the field and just uh, pick apples that we didn't plant. Come on. Pick cotton we didn't plant. Pick corn that we didn't plant. Pick whatever that we didn't plant. We want to do that. We want to enjoy the fruits yeah. of somebody. Oh, come on, of somebody else's labor. Moses asked him and Sons to teach me how to number my day. So that when I do come to you, I bring wisdom to you. Because right now, all I'm storing up here on earth is a bunch of money that the, the generation behind me is going to blow. Oh, so we so quick, because that's what it's about nowadays, honey. Money, cars, and clubs. Isn't it? Yeah. You store it all up, you get all rich, you die, and your kids squander it. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's they don't care about your sweat and your hard work and your labor. But he has a strategic plan. He had a plan for Joseph. He had a plan for Joseph. So Joseph, this prisoner, comes to Pharaoh, tell him to store up his, his, his good in the seven years, so that in the seven years of lack, you have. You're not like me. I like to go shopping. So I thought we missed that whole month. Everybody would have been starving. And little, little, little. Oh, we got seven years of plenty. Plenty of money to go to Neiman. To go to Outstats. Last call. <laughs> Run a half a pass of balling. Yes. That would have been me. That's my store. See, I heard that yes. Yeah. That's my store. Husband can't keep me out of nothing. He's like, listen, it's not a deal. If you still spend it $200 a pop. So I'm like, but I have five bags of clothes. But the buttons are missing. The zippers are broken. It was all ripped. You still gotta take it to get it fixed. He mad at me saying, that's what I would've done with my seven years of plenty. But he started up. He started up. He started up so much. At that time, they were saying that the family was worldwide. And it might not have been worldwide, but we understand that it went beyond the borders of Egypt. Right. And it went into the land of Canaan. So now all of a sudden, now you have this. But he's like, listen, prisoner, you're no longer a prisoner. Your dream, your gift. Remember we talked about this? Your gift made room for you. Yeah. Put you before great men. He said, your gift has made room for you. And it put you before me. So now, governor, we're going to make you like the president. Oh, come on. See, he'll take And it only took a day. Right. It right. took one, one encounter. Yes. One encounter. Now, he may have felt like he waited for years because he was 17 yes. when he found out about this. He was 17. I can only imagine. I, I didn't go through to see how old he was now. But, honey, this man has been through some things. He had been a slave. Now he was in prison. He was in Egypt. And to the point to where he no longer even spoke Hebrew. And we find this out in chapter 45 because when he first talked to his brothers, at first they didn't know who he was. That's how long he had been missing. Now, we all have siblings in here. One of my funny-looking siblings come growing up in here 15 years later. I'm still going to know. Ah, that's so-and-so. But that's how long he had been gone. They didn't know who he was. And so then he stopped speaking. Typically, Joseph spoke in Egyptian through an interpreter to those other, to the other Hebrews. He spoke with it, because at this point, now he's about it. Oh, did we get to that part yet? He's already, now he has room over Egypt. That quick. One encounter with the Pharaoh. 
I'm the Pharaoh, but I'm going to make you president, basically. You have the same say-so as me. When they see you, they see me. And vice versa. Now, this is a man who was in prison, y'all. Who had to wait two years after interpreting a dream for somebody else to have his moment in the sun. But he got it. He got it. And he was immediately promoted. Somebody say suddenly. And he did it suddenly. Sometimes the Lord is just, oh, okay, okay, she's ready. Ah, she's ready to be rolled out. He's ready for implementation. He's ready to be. Let's put him on the floor. Let's put him on the floor. Let's roll him out. So that's what he did to Joseph. He rolled him out. Yes. Let's put him on the floor. And that's what it, and, and, and that's what happened. Well, here come Joseph's brothers. These same people who tried to kill him. Who was like, how dare you say you'll ever have rule over us? And when he spoke with them, at first they didn't know who he was. Then he said it again to them. I like what he said. Then he said, I am Joseph, your brother. This he said to them in Hebrew. He, he was like, I'm sorry, interpreter. No longer necessito. We don't need you. Because I need to speak to them. I need to humble myself. He could have stayed haughty. He could have come in like, and hey, now I, president, interpreter, tell them I'm their brother. <laughs> tell them, get down. Remember that sheaf that grew up? That would be me. But he did it. He went to them as a sign of, of, of humility. Really, and forgiveness. Yeah. And mercy. Yeah. To say, look. Hey y'all, <laughs> it's me. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And then that dream I had when I was 17. <laughs> y'all here for food, aren't you? Oh yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Now you ain't mad at me. I bet you don't hate me now. <laughs> Cause I'm between you and your next meal. <laughs> I bet you don't hate me now. Hey, hey, hey. But he was humble. Because that would have been me. I would have been like, yeah. <laughs> Open your hand. <laughs> Wait, what I, no, I said, what do we have in <laughs> So the point is, the goal is, what we are seeing is him being not only rolled out, but he was tested. Yeah. He was tested. He was tested with that office and with that position. And when the Lord monitored him, right. he saw that he was still working correctly. But had he moved to presidency or kingship right from the pit and his brothers came, he may have been a total different person. He would have still been talking to them through an interpreter because he was still mad. He fresh out the, I'm fresh out the dungeon. You gonna come to me and you want mercy? Nah. And they say, nah, bruh. No mercy. No mercy, but instead he had time. He had years for the Lord to condition him. He had years for the Lord to work on him. So that when the plan came to fruition, he could properly execute his office. He could properly uh, foresee, and, and I'm sorry, not foresee, but he could properly roll out the plan that the Lord, the strategic plan that the Lord had for him. Amen. I found out in, her, in Habakkuk that you write the vision and make it plain upon tables. He said, so even those who are running back can read it. He said, and though the vision may tarry, in other words, though it may take longer than you thought or anticipated, he said, it will speak. 
said it would not lie. It shall speak. It shall come forth. It shall be brought into fruition. The Lord has a strategic plan for your life. But you can't give up when it look hard. You can't give up when adversity comes. You can't give up when you feel like it looks like the opposite of what you promised. Abraham was fully persuaded, understanding that he who promised, well, I want to do the scripture, he said he staggered not at the promise, being fully persuaded that he who promised was also able to perform. We have to understand that we worship a God and we serve a God that knows everything. Our our beginning from our end and back again. He is the God of all flesh. And there is nothing too hard for him to do. There is no no searching of his understanding. When he gives you a gift and when he gives you the ability and he has the plan for your life, don't let anyone else put limitations on his ability. And on what he can do. Because we found out that suddenly, suddenly, Joseph went from prisoner to president. Suddenly, his dream at 17 came into fruition. Right right before those. Right in front of the eyes of those who doubted. Right before those who just, no, never. Even the daddy, never. Never. You're not going to rule over us. Who do you think you are? Who do you think you are coming to us like this? We already hate you. Oh, aren't they going to hate it? We already can't stand you. Now they gave you a promotion. What? <laughs> but he's our promoter. He's our promoter. All things we need, we find in him. Amen. Let's put our hands together for God. Let's put our hands together. was blessed. May the Lord yeah. bless you to the leaders, hearers, and doers Amen. of his word. Praise God. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's sermon. You're invited to come worship with us every Sunday at 8 a.m. at the Universal Church of Jesus Christ building. Located at 2301 Wallace Avenue, Overland, Missouri, 63114. Our Dig Deeper Bible Studies are held at 11 a.m. and 7 p.m. All are welcome, and we can't wait to see you. Thank you again.